0: And focus starts now here at news radio kman coming up today on the program education is our theme we will talk with our guests from pottawatomie county schools manhattan area technical college also on the docket here for today we start off though with uh, our superintendents from both Wamigo and rock creek schools uh, kevin logan is the superintendent at usd 323 rock creek good morning sir good morning brandon Good to talk to you once again. Greg Mann, Interim Superintendent at Womego Public Schools, USD 320. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Brandon. Good to talk to both of you here uh, again as we uh, now beyond spring break. We're in kind of like the the closing out of the 21-22 uh, school year. Uh, things are starting to really uh, heat up here activity-wise. Is that fair to say, Kevin?
1: Yes, a flurry of activities between now and the end of the year. Uh I was reminded last week, someone said we had six weeks left. And I'm like, no, there's got to be more than that. We've got a lot to do. And looking at the calendar, we had right at six weeks left. So uh, it, it's one of those things that it catches you by surprise, but yet you know uh, it's here. There are events happening at, uh, at every level, elementary concerts, field trips, middle school uh, field trips, concerts, and, and uh, sporting events. Then at the high school uh, across the, uh, the spectrum, You know, from uh, trips out and about with FFA, FBLA, FCCLA to uh, today is a state large group uh, vocal and band uh, for 4A and uh, then track, baseball, softball.
2: Things are are flying right now.
0: And kind of the same story over at uh,
2: Wamigo right now, too, Greg, right? Yeah, this is this time of year. You remember the old Star Wars movie when the Millennium Falcon would jump to hyperspeed and the stars just would go right by your head, you know, like that. That's the way this year is. That, that this time of year is just like you're jumping into hyperdrive, and things are going by you so fast you can't hardly see them. Yeah, baseball, softball, track, golf, forensics, uh, music competitions. Uh, everybody's trying to get their end of the year thing in and the end of the year is only so big, you know, there's only so much time there. And it's, it's wall to wall, wall to wall time of year.
0: And it's nice to see activities, you know, happening again. I know we kind of come back a little bit here, but uh, it really feels like the, the mood has changed. I know COVID has improved here in the schools. You guys are both uh, not seeing really any cases at the moment.
2: No, we're, we're moving on. Knock on wood, uh, we're going to week number four with zero cases. And you're talking about people getting back in the swing. Saturday was the Solos uh, Small Ensemble Regional uh, Competition at Manhattan. And uh, that was the first in-person competition that they've been able to have in three years. So I was talking with Mr. Richmond, our band director, and he said, uh, not only were it was exciting to be able to do this in person again, but he had the most entries this year that he's ever had. So, I mean, people were really looking forward to to getting back into the swing of, of doing things. And uh, there was a lot of fun to watch the kids um, at the competition, you know, getting to inter, intermingle with kids from other schools again. And, and uh, they would go to the friends from different schools, would go to the different competitions of their friends. And it was, it was just a neat thing to be able to, to – for people to be able to mix with each other again.
1: And as Greg mentioned there, you know, when COVID came about in March of 2020, when, when we were shut down, our juniors were freshmen. They didn't have the opportunity to participate uh, their freshman year, their sophomore year. So this is, is their first realm. So yeah, we're, we're seeing a lot of uh, kids uh, take solos, be in small groups, uh, we had a concert out here at Rock Creek uh, a week ago where they actually performed those as part of their concert, which they normally don't do, but in order to practice going into last Saturday's event. So it, it is uh, a, a lot of uh, new waters for, for a lot of the kids. Isn't
0: that, isn't that hard to believe? We're going to have a whole generation here of students that had, at uh, the high school level specifically, two years in the high school without that social experience and uh, just, just totally missed. I mean, it's it's terrible, but I mean, not a lot you can do about it.
2: Well, I'm hoping that that we're we're back in normal. I hope we stay in normal, and I hope this is just a bad memory a couple of years down the road.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's let's hope that continues. Absolutely, it's nice to see things are starting to come back. And you know, one one thing I'll, I'll highlight this uh, because it's coming up here pretty soon uh greg you guys have the honor flight uh, homecoming planned it looks like april 28th i got a little notification about that this week
2: right um honor flight this will be our second honor flight activity of the year we had one in october and this will be the the second one this spring uh april 27th 28th i believe they are taking 25 veterans on this trip with student escorts um Sean Hornug and Susie Sprinkle are our sponsors at the high school and they do they do an excellent job of organizing this. And it's a it's a great experience, obviously, for the veterans, but it's probably as strong or stronger an experience for our kids who get to accompany those veterans to Washington, D.C. And on this trip, uh Sean pointed out it's kind of unique, maybe that all five branches of service will be represented on this trip because we have a, a Coast Guard veteran who will be taking part in this
0: this trip oh that's wonderful so be sure to check that out the homecoming uh thursday april 28th that's a couple weeks away here so um and and that's nice it's always nice because the community really comes together and and welcomes them back here gives them a nice uh, celebration
2: yeah and you know and like we had our homecoming celebration in october but we limited the number of people who could attend in the auditorium because of the COVID. And it's looking like, again, knock on wood, it's looking like that the homecoming celebration will be open to the public for the, first, again, first time in three years. So,
0: Cool. All right. Well, keep that on your calendar. That's a neat event. Um, well, let's, t- let's talk about some other things going on here in the district. You guys both had your um, board meetings this week. Uh, Kevin, let's start with you. Uh, some recognitions uh, for students?
1: Yes, we, we got to recognize some students and some staff. And I've got a few names here that I'm going to read, but uh, we had the state champion scholars bowl for 4A uh, recognized at this board meeting, Uh, Aisling Terrell, uh, Becca Jilka, Braden Troyer, Corbin Montenegro, Gavin Strunk, and Jacob Dillon, along with their uh, coach, uh, Chris Schmitz, uh, were all recognized at the board meeting for that state championship. Uh, KMEA, Allstate Music, and the Southwest American Choral Directors Association qualifiers were recognized. Uh, then Brandon Sheever, Gracie Shattig, Aiden Lewandowski, Paige Dalton, Corbin Montenegro, Paige Lewandowski, and McKenna Castle. And then we had two uh, seniors recognized by uh, the National Strength and Conditioning Association as All-Americans, and uh, those two were uh, Matthew Rain what, excuse me Matthew Wainwright and Olivia Lubers. And then lastly, we recognized our two district uh, Kansas Teacher of the Year nominees. And from St. George Elementary School, we recognized Caitlin Trent. And from Rock Creek Middle School, we recognized Christian uh, Kristen Bellinger. So uh, just uh, a, a great night for the board to, to show their appreciation for a, a variety of, uh, of accomplishments there.
0: That's wonderful. And I missed
1: one. I'm sorry. Uh, wrestling Qualifier for Biddle senior qualifier
0: okay well very good uh and there's a lot of recognition i know also that took place at the Wamigo school board is that right yeah
2: we, we had two and brandon when we talk in may we will have a, a very extensive list but may seems to be the big month for the recognitions for our our winter things but um at this board meeting we specifically mentioned two different groups we we recognized our spelling bee winners and that was from our west elementary carter stansbury and who was the champion of Madison May, who was our first runner-up. And at the Wamigo Middle School, the Spelling Bee champ was Hayden Simon. And first runner-up was Maria McMindus, and uh, the alternate was Jack Wickenhauser. Then the other thing that that we recognized, which was kind of a neat deal, uh, is our high school and community was awarded a sportsmanship award at the 4A State Basketball Tournament. AND IN ORDER TO QUALIFY FOR THE PLAQUE AND MEDALS, YOU HAVE TO BE THERE ALL THREE DAYS. IF YOU GET BEAT OUT THE FIRST DAY, YOU CAN QUALIFY FOR A CERTIFICATE, BUT TO QUALIFY FOR THE the PLAQUE AND THE MEDALS, YOU HAVE TO PARTICIPATE ALL THREE DAYS. NOT EVERY SCHOOL GETS THEM. IT'S uh, it's DONE BY JUDGING. Uh, THERE ARE JUDGES INTERSPERSED through THE CROWD WHO PAY ATTENTION TO YOUR CROWD, PAY ATTENTION TO YOUR CHEERLEADERS, PAY ATTENTION TO YOUR STUDENT SECTION. AND YOU'RE RATED EACH DAY BY THOSE JUDGES. AND IF YOU surpass whatever the magic number is of, uh, on the rating scale, then you are awarded a plaque and, and medals. Uh, this year for the state girls basketball tournament, two of the schools there were awarded plaques and medals. Uh, Wellington was one and, and uh, we were the other. So we recognized our cheerleaders and our cheer sponsors at the board meeting because they have a the very, very integral part of keeping the crowd involved in a positive way and our student section involved in a positive way. So, we were very, very proud of them.
0: All right. Need to see that recognition take place. And uh, congratulations to all who were recognized. We're going to pause here for a moment, take our break, and we'll continue in focus in a moment with Kevin Logan and Greg Mann here from Pottawatomie County Schools in a moment on News Radio KMAN. Back here on In Focus, News Radio KMAN. We're talking with our guests from Pottawatomie County Schools, Wamigo and Rock Creek specifically, here with uh, Greg Mann and Kevin Logan the superintendents at each school and uh, we continue on here as uh, we recap what took place at their school board meetings this week. Uh, Go back to Kevin here and uh, another thing on the school board meeting, uh, we touched on the recognitions here. You also had a discussion on your strategic plan. Uh, What did that entail here this week?
1: Brandon, uh, in the past we've used board goals much the same as we've used uh, TISA for our accreditation plan on a cycle of uh, five years and trying to move more towards a strategic document that uh, moves and is adjustable and more of a long-term focus on improvement. And back in September, our board uh, had a retreat and they picked out some areas that they really wanted to focus on. uh, Those areas uh, being uh, teaching and learning and uh, indicators below that, uh, hiring, retaining and attracting quality staff and that's just that's outside of only the the faculty and the administration but that that goes to every uh every employee uh that we have you know how do we attract good employees how do we retain them and then lastly uh maintenance and building of facilities when needed and then kind of an overarching uh piece of communication in all of those areas communicating with our internal public or external public and how how we go about doing that. So uh, with KASB uh, direction, Association of School Boards direction, uh, the administration took uh, those concepts from our board and put them together into a a one page document for now, uh, outlining those areas for improvement and then identifying some uh, indicators to focus on and took that to the board on Monday night uh, to get input from them we're going to bring it back in May to see if they have any suggestions on any changing <coughs> indicators, prioritizing some of those indicators, and then we will go uh, forward and create stakeholder groups that will focus on each of those uh, each of those areas, and uh, we'll uh, take the the prioritization of the indicators from the board, and that's where the stakeholder group uh, will work moving forwards. And uh, you know, set set a rubric as to are we seeing growth in those areas? Are we making progress? Are we making headway? So just uh, moving moving into a more of a continuous spectrum of, of improvement, like we are uh, moving towards on our accreditation side in the overall uh, look of the district.
0: On the on the topic of maintenance and facilities, I'm I'm curious there because just looking at it broadly, you're you got some great facilities there in St. George and Rock Creek uh, Middle School, High School. Uh, What's the the thinking there? Are they improvements just kind of to the buildings themselves or expansion or?
1: Well, we continue to grow. Uh, We've got, uh, we have filled, I'm trying to think now, since uh, Rock Creek Middle School opened in fall of 2020, I believe there are two open classrooms in the middle school and there's three, maybe four open classrooms at St. George. Now other groups have moved into those, but uh, could be brought back into individual classrooms. And there's one classroom at at Westmoreland. And as we continue to grow, you know, we've got to have a, a growth plan as to, okay, when, when would a next uh, bond issue roll out? What would it encompass? Uh, where, where are we seeing the growth? Where are we seeing the need for rooms? Uh, the maintenance of facilities is huge. Obviously, we appreciate what we have. We've got wonderful facilities and we want to make sure we keep them that way. How do we keep good people in place? Uh, school districts have very finite funds. Uh, we can't raise our entry fees to uh, to cover the cost of our employees. It, you know, it just doesn't work that way. So we have to be responsible with our uh, tax dollars that we have making sure that we're putting them where they're needed. It's a difficult world right now to hire a lot of our classified staff because the private sectors can provide a, uh, a lot more money and a paycheck than what we can, to be honest with you. Uh, that being said, we do have very good benefits. Uh, we try to take care of our people, uh, value our, our people. Our, you know we, we talk about our Rock Creek family and we truly feel that way. We, when we get good people here, we want to keep them. But uh, unfortunately, you know, pay is a a big piece of uh, of livelihoods, and it it's hard for us to keep up with that.
0: I'm starting to get the sense that's going to be a, a common theme here among a lot of our government entities here, because the city of Manhattan's been talking about that, and I know the counties are starting to grapple with that as well, and I'm sure the schools, it, it's just gonna it's gonna be a, a big thing for a lot of folks.
1: Yeah, it, it's definitely a reality in which we all live. Yeah. We've been short custodians, short bus drivers. Uh right now we're we're looking for a uh an IT assistant. It it's hard uh hard finding a, a lot of positions.
0: Well, Greg, I know you have some uh some new positions that you guys are uh, creating, is that right?
2: Well, we're we're adding another English teacher to our high school because of our enrollment growth. Uh quite honestly we probably need to be adding one core teacher for each one of our subject areas. We probably need to be thinking in terms of a math teacher, an English teacher, a language arts teacher. But like Kevin points out, you only have so many dollars. And so we kind of looked at where we thought the the critical need was. And we're gonna be adding a high school English teacher for next year. And we're also gonna be adding a full-time social worker to work with our grade schools as a uh, community program liaison. Um, We also, the board, Uh, Monday night uh, approved moving ahead with two new programs where we're partnering with Highland Community College that we're real excited about. Uh, One is an early childhood program and the other one is a computer uh, IT uh, support uh, study. And what these are is basically it's a 50-50 program The students will be enrolled at the high school for a half a day and at Highland for a half a day. And as long as they're enrolled at the high school, the coursework they take at Highland is free and uh, the early childhood certificate can be completed in in two years so when a student graduates from high school they will also have a certificate in the early childhood which will allow them to be up to an assistant director of a daycare center and they will have that certificate uh, will not have cost of anything in enrollment the IT support uh, program is a three-year program and so while the students are in high school they will get their enrollment at highland paid for and if they want to complete the program in the third year that that will be on them but the first two years will not cost them a red cent for going to school at highland so we're we're really excited about those they're gonna hopefully we can get those underway with the uh, some seniors next year and then the year after it'll be a, the, the junior senior program
0: all right partnerships i know are going to be huge going forward especially with entities like that, because uh, you can create more opportunities for students that way.
2: And along with that, we are going to be the second high school in the state of Kansas to be a, to be a, have an approved apprenticeship program through the Kansas Department of Commerce. Uh, Crystal Brunner and, and our high school principal, Julie Schrum, have been working very hard on that. And we're, we're really excited about that, where students can have paid apprenticeships while they're in high school. And then when they get out of high school, whatever their apprenticeship program is, if it's electrician or if it's plumbing or whatever the case may be, then they have just fewer on-the-job hours that they have to do to be licensed. So that's going to be rolling out next year. And we're, we're real excited about that.
0: Cool. All right. Well, we're about to, uh, wrapping up on time here. I know that uh, next month is uh, the last day of school and, and such. What are the plans right now for graduation commencement uh what what when's the schedule for that at your schools
2: well we are actually planning on graduating at the football field i guess that they did that last year because of the covid and it was a very popular thing so we're going to hopefully the weather will cooperate again this year and we will be having our high school graduation on may the 21st okay
0: and
1: Brandon, our high school graduation is actually a week prior to that on May 14th. I believe it's at 2 in the afternoon, but I need to check that. I do know it will be in the uh, Rock Creek High School gymnasium.
0: Okay. some mark your calendars. Have you got any family members who are attending uh, seniors at Wamigo and Rock Creek? May 14th is the Rock Creek graduation, May 21st at Wamigo. We'll uh, keep that in mind. Anything else before we wrap things up, gentlemen? I think
1: a good luck. I know it's not our end all be all of being here, but uh students are wrapping up their state assessments uh across the state. And just good luck to all of them as they're 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 showing the progress that they made throughout the year in having the the most normal year that we've had, as Greg has said, in, in three years. So uh just good luck to all of them.
2: I appreciate the
0: time you give us, Brandon. Absolutely. Always appreciate getting to talk to you guys and uh, we'll talk again in a few weeks. All right, that's going to wrap up the first half of our program here. Thanks to Kevin Logan and Greg Mann, we'll talk to Jim Jeanette, MATC, up next here on News Radio KMAN. Hey, we're back here on In Focus, News Radio KMAN on this Wednesday morning, continuing on the education theme. And every couple months, we uh, get a chance to hear from Manhattan Area Technical College. Jim Jeanette is here in the studio, the president of MATC. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How you doing? I'm uh, weathering the storm, if that's a an acceptable pun here. Tropics
3: to the arctics in a few hours. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Unbelievable.
3: <laughs> you know, at least we dodged the tornadoes that went through Iowa and Texas, so.
0: Yeah. Well, and and I verified with the weather service this morning, I, I asked if we set a record yesterday. They said, well, they, we don't have enough data to, to go with records for Manhattan, but it's the warmest it's been since 1960 on April 12th, so we'll take that as a... Pretty
3: darn close. Yeah, it's it's this roller coaster weather. It's it's affecting everybody, you know. People with their either the headaches, body aches, moods. So it'll straighten out.
0: Yeah, the wind is the thing I don't like the most. I, I yesterday I I had about enough of it because I was going to my daughter's choir concert, and when we left, the second we walked out of Marla Elementary School, a big gust of wind just right in my face, dust in my eyes, and I'm like. Really? Really, Kansas? we got to do this right now.
3: I get a kick out of the people down at Tuttle Creek Park playing frisbee golf with the wind. It's like, <laughs> okay, I understand it's behind you, but going into it, I don't know. Yeah.
0: Not not cool, but yeah, you're right. It'll straighten out eventually here, and uh, it is springtime, which I yeah. do like. The weather's nice. It feels like there's more optimism in the air here as we get to the end of the school year. Yeah, you know,
3: start of baseball season. Everybody, hope spring's eternal, as they say. Yep. We'll see.
0: Well, uh, what what we got here for you? You got uh, CTE Signing Day coming yeah, up. Yeah,
3: you know this. You know, I heard your earlier guest. This time of the year, with any education institution, everything just starts going faster and faster until the end. Um, we have an event tomorrow uh, from uh, starts at twelve thirty called National CTE Signing Day and CTE stands for Career and Tech Education. And this started years ago uh, with Gateway Technical College up in Wisconsin. And when Clark Coco was dean of Washburn Tech, he got it going, Sherry Utash at Wichita Tech really promotes it, and we have as well. And it's it's similar to a athlete signing at a college, this is for students coming into a, into a Tech Ed program, so we've got close to 60 to 70 students showing up tomorrow along with family members to sign their letter of intent coming to see us. Uh, they run the gamut in all of our programs, we've got uh, you know, students signing up for nursing, HVAC, auto tech, business administration, industrial engineering tech, construction tech, networking tech, medical lab tech, welding. So it's, it's really cool. We also have four or five industry reps from Caterpillar, from Train, the HVAC company, uh, locally, BHS, um, uh, another one, ATC, and they're there as well, but it's it's a chance to really highlight the kids, uh, put a little emphasis on them and their parents and their decision. Um, we're tickled to death this year. Wayne Sloan from BHS is going to be our speaker. Hmm. And, and the thing right now is everybody knows this is a, this is a jobs, a skilled jobs economy. And if you get some of these kind of skills, you're going into a pretty good job pretty quick. So we're excited to do it.
0: Is this just a MATC specific thing? Is, or is there other this stuff is going to,
3: to go on nationwide, actually. Okay. We'll be streaming it, um, on our website, if you go to manhattantech.edu slash 2022 signing day tomorrow, you can watch it stream. Um, But they're doing the same thing Wichita Tech's doing it uh, all across the country. Many of us work with a group called NC3, which is the National Coalition of Certification Centers. It was started by Snap-on tools some years ago and train Snap-on, Fiat Chrysler, 3M, I'll forget. I mean, there's a bunch of corporations. And what they do is they work with high schools and two-year colleges, and they help us train our curriculum to meet, meet their industry standards. And then our, when our teachers are trained in their stuff, our students can test for industry credentials from those companies as well as our academic credentials. So, for instance, in welding, our students not only get our stuff, but they can take, uh, creden- take testing to earn credentials from Lincoln Electric. Uh, we'll start a new program this fall in industrial engineering that has Festo, which is a global leader in programmable control systems. Students can earn their credentials, so it's a, it's a double reinforcement to an employer about that skills ability.
0: Wonderful, and you, I think this is really neat. This seems to draw more attention on these, and it probably makes them feel pretty cool too to have all this attention on them tomorrow. And kind of like what they do for the athletes here right. for big schools.
3: Yeah, we we have some swag to give them, you know. Cool. And uh, it's kind of fun. Last year, I I sat in the crowd at first with some of the kids trying, and didn't they didn't know who I was, and I was just kind of having fun with them. Um, it's they're trying they're trying to figure out what they're doing, you know what what's going on. They're trying not to be too excited about it, so we kind of have some fun with them. We play some trivia with them. We have door prizes. But what we really reinforce is you're making that first step toward a good job, and you've made a really good decision.
0: Wonderful. Well, glad to hear it. And you know, we we know that these jobs are going to be more in demand here as time goes on. And we, the economy is really shifting right now. I'm, I'm starting to sense that a lot from just everything going on in the world of uh, yeah. the news, inflation's up. and
3: you know. the, the state of Maryland uh, about a month ago announced they were taking away bachelor degree, Bachelor degree requirements for like 1,600 jobs—they're looking for skills—and and that's been going on, but it takes a while for that shift to happen. And so again, that's where TechEd rises up. What we can do to give people skills—they don't always need the full academic credentials. Um, so what can we do to give them welding, nursing, etc. Also, we're looking more and more at what can we do for people who want to get those skills and maybe they don't care about college credit. How do we give them? Really professional development, continuing ed. Uh, We had a Kansas City engineering company not long ago, and they saw one of our, well, two of our labs with critical environment tech and industrial engineering tech, and and the guy there said, I need my engineers to come go through this stuff, because it's hands-on, and they don't get that. You go through engineering school, you don't always get hands-on into some of these particular systems. You, You learn the theory, you learn how it's supposed to work. And so I think we're going to be more and more relevant in how we can provide those opportunities for people, whether they're getting it for their college purposes or just to advance their careers.
0: Like, I know a major degree from a four-year school is important. I mean, it can be, sure. but it's not always necessary for everything.
3: It's, it's a balance. You know, we need doctors. We need, we, we need research scientists. We need people that have those advanced degrees. But at the same time, we need that balance of people who keep the world working, if you will. You know, if you go into most of the clinics around here, you're going to run into one of our healthcare care and nursing people. Uh, you go to almost any automotive shop in town, some of the mechanics came from us. Um, we're one of only two colleges that teach people to be electric linemen, so I guarantee you most of the people that work for Evergy or the, uh, or the uh, rural electric companies around here have a connection to us. And that gets overlooked. You know, we don't have football, we don't have basketball, we don't have the size of K-State but we, what we turn out are a lot of local kids that stay in the region with those jobs that keep everything humming. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we gonna to continue to
0: need that here as this area continues to grow. Uh, and if, if we're gonna have growth potential, that's a, that's a key focus area. Uh, you've also got an open house coming
3: up. Right, soon. so a week from tomorrow on the 21st, we have our annual open house. I say annual, COVID interrupted it for a mm-hmm. couple of years. So from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. on the 21st, people can come out uh, we've had a lot of groups register we get a lot of uh, junior high and high school students coming out we're probably going to have between 500 and a thousand people on campus that day off and on but it's you don't have to be part of a group you can come out individually if you got if you got somebody in your family interested or you're just interested you can come out talk to our faculty see demonstrations you know if you're brave enough to ride in the bucket truck with one of the lineman guys they'll do that with you take you up to the top of the pole um it's just a cool event, again, and it's sharing that. Here's what we do. A lot of people find out, I didn't know your stuff was this sophisticated. You know, when you, go, when you become a mechanic anymore for a car, it's not just the tools. You've got to learn to use some kind of tablet device because you're reading the data that's coming off those chips in the cars that nobody can find anymore. But that data is what's going to tell you what needs to be fixed. Uh, almost every one of our programs, there's that data piece. You've got to be able to look at the data, analyze it, so you know what to do next. All right.
0: So uh, that's a week from week from
3: on the 21st, uh, a week from tomorrow. Okay, Thursday. Um, Again, we'll have some stuff set up all around campus, weather permitting, uh, but it's really you don't have to have a set schedule. Just come out, walk around, talk to people. Uh, I think somewhere between noon and 1 we're going to be doing hot dogs and stuff. So if you need a free cheat meal, come on out. Uh, but it, but like I said, it's a good chance to talk to the students and the teachers and see how in depth some of our things really get. Cool. All right, keep our
0: calendars marked for that. That'll be a neat event here next Thursday. Uh, let's take a let's go ahead and take our break here. We'll come back and uh, we'll talk a little bit more with Jim Jeanette and talk about the College and Career Center and expansion. Much more coming up here on News Radio KMAN. We are back here on In Focus News Radio KMAN talking with uh, MATC President Jim Jeanette, and uh, we have a caller standing on the line here, Robert, uh, who always likes to call in here. Robert, go ahead.
4: I've polished up the story on the Votec for the family. You know, uh, back in the 1920s, the economy was in such a state. My great uncle came here to the land-grant university for some knowledge, and I don't know if he spent one day monitoring a class or what, but he went home with knowledge about water and strawberry plants and back to the farm. He was able to change great granddad's life there on the spring grounds on Rattlesnake Hill and put in the strawberries and great granddad was able to pay the taxes on the family farm because of that. And of course then my dad vocational training was World War Two in the army and the rest of the people that came back from World War II built America with their vocational training. And then, of course, when I became of age, my folks had the money to send me to Topeka to become a lawyer. I didn't want that. I didn't want to become a politician or anything to do with Topeka. And I went to the Votrek training in, in Wichita and across America and, and was able to Provide for the family that way, and when my son became of age, I had the money for his college and brought him up here to K State and paid the money. He lasted three days, and being a self-directed student, he was over in uh, Dean of Boys telling them what they were doing wrong, and they brought him over with the K State money that I had provided for him and his education to Manhattan Botec. And dropped him off right there in your office. And you taught him how to run the printing press and put him to work here in town. And put him in the computer classes. And started his whole career in the computer sales and 26 years at K-State. And University of Colorado came after him and gave him the idea of working nationwide. Ended up at the University of Chicago wonderful experience good just because of the what information could be shared from the Botech world for the whole family down through time I'm so glad now that the grandparents can support the young people in providing their funding situation at your Bowtech and they can get out there and do things and you talking to people around the country my son's new step family. The daughters in high school were able to take those VOTEC trainings and come out of high school with high paying BoTec jobs and it's so important to give that first step up. And then of course my son ends up with college degrees, a master in computer training and was able to pay for all that with the BoTec training. Thank you so much for all the things that the BoTec has done for our family.
3: Well, thanks for the testimony. That's great to hear those stories. Um, Yeah, you know, I'm a product of liberal arts education. I've got a PhD, a master's, bachelor's, but you put a tool in my hand, a power tool in my hand, you better call 911. My dad was the eighth grade dropout, could do anything. He was the all-purpose handyman, but he looked at me and my brother and sister and said, you're going to go to college. You're not going to work like I do. Well, dad, I wish I'd learned more from you. Um, So, one of the things Robert mentioned, uh, we've had some great conversations in the past year and over the past few months in particular with folks at K-State. Um, I think you're going to see some, some collaboration coming between us and them and, and the school district. Uh, you know, the college and career center concept we're talking about, we used to call it the career academy. We, t- I, I, we all take a look at how do we grow this economy in the state And part of it is you've got to have people, and most parts of Kansas are not growing with people, but this area of the state still is. Uh, Gary, Riley, Pottawatomie County are growing. School districts are growing. And I've mentioned before, seven years ago when I got here, we had about a dozen Manhattan High School students taking early college with us. Now we're closing in on 500 a semester. Uh, A few weeks ago, we got named the number one construction program in the state, We're number one in RN nursing, number three in LPN nursing. We're the number one two-year college in the state, according to Wallet Hub, for overall value for the third year in a row. I can go on with all those things. Those are great statistics. One of the things I'm really excited about is even through COVID, over the last five years, we've averaged almost 7% a year enrollment growth. And almost 80% of our graduates stay in this area for at least two years, and over 60% stay for five. That's why this College and Career Center, our ability to expand our capacity to train more people, not just high school kids. We also took on adult ed. We've had over 100 student people earn their GED. We have the opportunity to shape our own economy more than most places in Kansas through that combination of what the workforce we can do with skills and what K-State does with commercialization, with business ideas, et cetera. With NBAAF... With um, you know, we, people around here for years have been hearing, you know, NBAF, NBAF, NBAF. When's it going to happen? Well, it's happening. And I still really do believe there's going to be a part of that magnet effect with that related to bioscience, the animal health corridor, et cetera. And so we have this unique opportunity compared to, there's hardly anywhere else in the state when you get outside of Kansas City or Wichita, to grab people that are already here, recruit people to come here, train them, and keep them here to drive that workforce. And that's why this College and Career Center is so important. I've got the smallest facility footprint of any public college in the state. But working with our architects, uh, BBN, I'll mention them, but they've looked at our property. We've laid out how we can expand on our property. It's already zoned for us. We don't have to pay for any more property. And we can double our capacity with program space. And if our ability to turn out 1,500 to 2,000 students per year and double our our graduation rate, that's just putting more skilled people into this area the cool thing is our students come out with low to no student debt. They're getting these great jobs. They're buying houses, cars, groceries, food, paying taxes on their property. It's a win-win effect. Like I said, most places in Kansas can't figure it, They don't have the ability to figure it out because of the demographics. We can do it. So that's one of the reasons we keep talking about college and career concept, how this all comes together to help the whole area.
0: Um, and it's so important that you mentioned the, the, the little to no college debt. Yeah. You know how much of a uh, burden that can be on oh, yeah. people. It is. I, I don't know what uh, statistics are here nationally, but I think this is the generation probably has more college debt than just about anybody. Yeah, you know? I
3: mean, I'm still paying the loans off with my Ph.D. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're also working. I don't have the answers, but I've told my staff we've got, we're working on the daycare issue. Again, that's a huge mm-hmm. issue. Your guest earlier mentioned it. We're working with people here in town. The program part is not hard to do. My bigger concern is are you going to get people that want to work in that industry because the pay is not that good? Uh, you know, setting it up isn't as difficult, but where are you going to find the people that want to do that, whether they want to do it in their home or to create a center? But we're going to try to be part of the solution to that as well.
0: As far as the expansion is concerned, uh, what, what's the timeline for getting that done? Mm-hmm.
3: Well, of course, it always depends on resources, but we're working on what I'm hoping will be the two, first two buildings within the next two years that would replace the modular units on the east side of our campus. We're looking at trying to put in a couple of prefab steel buildings, similar to what Manhattan Christian has for their activity center, as far as you want to understand kind of what it would look like, because we, re, what we really need are big open space for our programs in the labs. And so if we had a building like that, for instance, we'd probably have construction trades, HVAC, we want to put in a plumbing program. So people kind of get that whole idea, almost that assembly line feel, if you will, about if you're putting in whether it's residential or commercial construction, you've got to work on climate control. You've got to work on the plumbing and electrician stuff, building it. Uh, One of our goals is to do more with advanced manufacturing, more with IT. We teach networking tech. We're expanding into data analytics and some more into cybersecurity. Um, We're adding electrician training at Wamigo plus another welding lab there. So, again, there's, there's all those facets. Most of it's designed, what, the old phrase, blue-collar worker, most of it is still to support that. The twist is the advances in technology and that application of data. And the other thing is, with many of our things that we've put in place, it's about smart systems, control systems. That affects cars, houses, HVAC, et cetera. So more and more we're cross-training our students to get that value-added ability about how does this relate to both data and a smart system, and and again, I've had people from Kansas City and other areas looking at what we're doing, going, "Yeah, you, you're way ahead of the game on that value-added approach with that technology."
0: All right, well, I'll continue to keep that up here, as uh, we're going to see more uh, development, especially cybersecurity. That's a that's going to be a big demand here.
3: Everybody's got to have it. You know, mm-hmm. You've got to have daycares so you can get people to go back to work. Right. But you've got to have cybersecurity to keep all the stuff that we do via the net, the Internet, which is everything. How do we keep that safe? Uh, and part of it is how do we reach into the schools and adult ed to find people that have that aptitude and show them the different careers? Um, like I said, if, if you're a young person or if, if, even if you're middle-aged or older but you're open to learning, this is a great time to learn some of those skills. You're going to be extremely marketable and making some good money quick. Hmm.
0: Well, let's talk about, I know we won't have you here in May, but uh, graduation's Graduation's coming up.
3: coming up the middle of May. Uh, we hold our commencement at uh, University Christian Church. Uh, they've been gracious to allow us to do that the last few years, and it's been great. Uh, we have our nurses pinning uh, with commencement. It's, it's a separate event, but it's, you know, same day. Um, and, and we turn our stuff into a celebration. Um, I tell people, no golf claps, no air horns. In between is fine. But the big thing is to celebrate what the students have achieved with their family and friends. Um, I've said before, you know, we walk into Pomp and Circumstance, the traditional song. We don't walk out to it because I'm not a big fan of that song. We walk out to We Are the Champions from Queen. Um, And and it's fun. I get fist bumps from people as I walk by. And I'll get calls a few days after graduation, thanks for making this a celebration and not stuffy. And I'm not against people with their opinions on commencement. But... We're really there to celebrate the students and what our faculty have done to help them, what our staff have done to help the students. But it's really all about the students and the fact that they're prepared to go out and, and do good in the world of work.
0: And that's that's fun. I think it's cool that you exit with Queen. That's <laughs> nothing better. They're rock stars. Not, well,
3: you know. Like I said, the kids, they're the champions. You know, If you get through our nursing program, you're, you've are you done pretty well because you you can't be a C student and get through nursing. No. And I talk to the I often talk to the incoming nursing students about don't ask your teachers for extra credit or or the, you know a break because you've got to be trained as the best healthcare professional we can do
0: yeah, absolutely well, good stuff as always, Jim, we always appreciate getting to talk to you here, and we'll look forward to our future conversations here coming up later this year. Thanks for having me. you bet coming up tomorrow on the program, we're going to talk with our guest from Fort Riley. We'll have some uh, discussion on uh Some different topics there. We'll also get an update from the Manhattan Housing Authority tomorrow as well.